Hey everybody, welcome to the Scratching the Surface podcast. I am your host, Austin Douglas, and today we're just going to scratch the surface on what's been going on in life recently. Ah, oh, man, there's been a lot going on. The season's getting ready. You know, a lot of you guys that are in the mowing business or the landscaping business, you're already getting a jump on things, which is awesome. You know, my our services, they take a little bit longer to uh, get going, right? We're waiting on the weather to change because mosquitoes and plants, they need warmth in order to start growing. So as far as, you know, our mosquito division, we're waiting right now until probably the last week of April, first week of May before we get started. And then we'll be, you know, falls to the walls essentially with that. That'll be happening. You know, a lot of clients have been signing back up, which is really cool. Some of them have emailed me and said that they're going to skip this year or they are just not going to do it this year. And I get it, right? Everyone's going through their budgets and seeing what's going on. Um, you know, everyone's got to take into account, you know, where what they can do and, and their budget, right? It makes sense. You know, we do the same in our household. We make sure what we can afford, when we can afford it, things like that. So it's not a too big a deal. But, you know, it always sucks to lose clients and then you got to obtain a client to replace them and then you have to obtain another client in order to grow. But we've been getting calls, which is pretty exciting, uh, pretty early actually in the year to be getting calls in like March. You know, the other day I think I had five phone calls in one day, which it's it's crazy how that works too, right? It's like feast and famine. All of a sudden we get one nice day and everyone starts thinking about, you know, what's going on in their property. But it's been a, it's been a good week. You know, I'm just coming off of my very first um, educational seminar that I did for the Michigan Green Industry Association, which is really cool. You know, what an honor to to be asked to even be uh, a speaker for them to teach fellow pesticide applicators or new upcoming pesticide applicators, you know, how to learn this information and to teach them various other information that, that they might not be aware of which is really cool. I'm really excited for, you know, this chapter in life. It's, I view it as a true honor because now I'm able to give back to a community that's, you know, given a lot to me and it's beneficial to me too, right? Like the MGIA, they pay their speakers. And then on top of that, you know, you get in front of people, which is a way to advertise as well. So it's pretty cool to be in front of, you know, 40, 50 people at a time. And then they learn who you are. They learn how educated you are. And you're the one that's teaching them. And so now they know, hey, we have these issues. We want to refer you out. So it's pretty interesting, right? And I'm late on this podcast. We missed our Thursday episode. And that's because I was I was busy training uh, for that seminar. So my apologies for that. But that's life, right? It's okay to miss an episode, especially this early on. Don't hold me to it. But uh, we're going we're gonna to be putting out content every you know, Tuesday, Thursday, for the most part, with it, with a certain exception of maybe a day or two missed here. So that was my first day missed, but it's okay. Um, it's, it's quite a bit actually to, to talk in front of 50 people for two hours or four hours or eight hours, you know? So I had to go through the presentation a couple times just to feel comfortable with the information and feel comfortable with what I was going to say and what I was going to share and the information that they really needed to know for their exams. And it's exciting, man. It's exciting to, to be noticed and known for becoming a teacher in this industry. You know, I posted a picture of me on, on social media, I think on Facebook and LinkedIn and, 
and some clients were, you know, they were just saying, you're killing it, man. Like you're doing all these things. You became a certified arborist. You, you got accredited by the better business bureau. And now you're teaching, like, what are you doing? You know? And I, I don't know. I don't know that I'm doing anything special. I'm just doing what is required for the future that I want. And so let's scratch the surface on that for a little bit. What do you need to do in order to have the future that you want? That's a pretty in-depth thought, right? You could probably sit there for a couple hours and just ponder that thought. But it's really, it's necessary to take the time to think about that. Because essentially, if you want to get someplace, you need to dangle that carrot out in front of you. You need to visualize it. You need to think about it. You need to eat, sleep, and breathe it. And if you can do that, it's going to become more real. I was listening to somebody the other day. I think it was Josh Latimer. And if you ever heard me on my podcast previous, you know I talk about him quite a bit. He's been a really beneficial um, I don't ask that to, to learn from, I guess. And he, he was talking about how, you know, become the CEO that you dream of being. Don't just be, you know, the one guy in the truck struggling. If you, de- if you desire to grow and be bigger, you know, you should start to act like that. You should start to host meetings and have meetings like you are that CEO. And eventually it will happen that you get to that point. And it's almost like, I don't want to say that you're faking it until you make it but you're acting the part, right? And then eventually you're not acting. That's just you. It becomes a part of you. And it's the same way with me when I became, you know, a certified arborist, you know, I, I don't want to say that I was acting as an arborist, but I, I was not a certified arborist, but I was educating people on their trees and I was playing the role of a certified arborist on people's properties, but I wasn't one. And then I became one. And so now I am one. So now when I'm on a property and I make some recommendations for trees, people take it a little bit more seriously than if I was who I was before, right? So it's always good to to take a minute or an hour or a day and really visualize where you want to go and what you want to do. And I encourage that frequently. I do that very frequently, probably at least once a week. I sit down and I visualize what I'm going to do, where I'm going to do it, and how I'm going to do it. And this year, because of that certified arborist certification, uh, credential, whatever you want to call it, I am going to pivot. I don't want to say pivot. I'm going to start adding services for plant health care in my business. And that entails a lot of things. That could be anything from fertilization to insect disease management, all the way to doing pneumatic soil excavations, root collar excavations, vertical mulching, things like that. And if you don't know what some of those terms are, just look them up into Google and go down the rabbit hole and see what they are. Um, They're really unique, right? And fertilizing, you want to talk about a profitable service, fertilizing is the whip. Uh, I just did the research on it, and it's a massive profit margin. Um, But still, you're providing value, right? And that all depends on where you get your fertilizers, how you're applying your fertilizers. That all changes your profit margins too. But it's it's a good service. I, I have a mentor he works at Banner Sales and Consulting. His name's Steve. And he, Steve has um, a couple businesses. He's the owner of Banner and Sales and Consulting, but he also owns another business out there called Contenders. And he is pretty successful. You know, he's got a, a seven-figure business 
in that aspect. I don't know what Banner Sales does, but I, I wish him all the best. I hope it does seven, eight figures, you know. And he has actually been mentoring me. When I walked in there to purchase fertilizers and some products to start our plant healthcare services, he pulled me into his conference room and he showed me his spreadsheets of his uh, plant healthcare and lawn care business. And what a, an honor to even be shown this information, but then also how kind and nice for that man to slow down and show me these things. He showed me the CRM they're using. He showed me how they determined where they go, when they go. And it was something that I'd never been exposed to. And it's really cool how he tracks the data. And it's this, these are things that I'm thinking about right now because, you know, I would like to get, become a seven-figure, eight-figure business owner. And here I am in an office with a seven-figure business owner basically showing me the back end of what his business, business is doing, which that's... That's awesome. I'm so grateful for that. And that goes to show you, like, surround yourself with the people that you want to become, right? Maybe your friend circle out there that you're with is not the friend circle that you're going to be with in the next five to 10 years. Maybe you want, maybe you want to make friends that are already where you're at. And so they can guide you and help you to that point. It's not a bad thing, right? Like you're still going to have those friends. But if you want to go in a certain direction, you should probably surround yourself with people that have done that or on their way to doing what you want to do. It just makes sense, right? They've done it, and so they know what's required to do it. Steve, he told me that he went from zero to three trucks as fast as he possibly could. And so I'm in that kind of purgatory right now. I I will probably need a third technician to take over the mosquito control aspect of things. And then my current mosquito control... Uh, technician, he's going to slide over into the plant healthcare because that's what he's really passionate about. And all the credit to him, you know, Joey, if you ever listen to these, man, all the credit to you, dude. I I know you're going to become a certified arborist. You're going to love what you do. And I'm curating that whole division so that can be your baby, essentially. That's, uh, you know, I enjoy doing it as well, but I know that that's your passion. And so that's speaking directly to him. But we should always, you know, try and find the passions of our people or what they like and just, you know, push them further in that. That's what I think. Anyway, if somebody's passionate about, you know, shrub trimming and that's what they love doing, they love the meticulousness of it. They love shaping and sculpting. They love standing back and seeing the work when it's done. Like, okay, go sell more shrub pruning jobs and put them on those. Here you go, dude, do what you like. This is what you like to do. You might get burned out on it. Okay. What do you like to do now? What do you want to do now? And just push them into what they want to do. Right elevate your people. I think that's another concept we can take away from that is we push the people into their passions and we elevate them. We give them the permission to basically go all out in what they want to do. And I've told, you know, my technician when he becomes a certified arborist, that certification is not for me. That certification is for him. And no matter what, uh, he, no matter what, he has that certification. And if for whatever reason he wants to, you know, leave my company or do whatever, he still has that. And all I know is that while he was at my organization, we did what we could to better his life. And that's the goal, right? Any person that works for me, that's my personal goal is to make sure that they can better their lives. You know, they, they leave a better person than when they first showed up. And I think we should all have that aspect or, or thought process. 
I know this is kind of jumping around, but this is all like what's in my head and I'm just trying to get it out there as best I can. Um, but on a different note, um, ordered some really cool stuff for the truck. I got these see-through vinyl stickers for my truck that, that, uh, the picture that's going on where I'm putting them is the rear windows of my truck. Cause I have like a, a double cab Chevy 1500 and they're ISA certification stickers and they have my name and certification number. And I thought it was a good spot for them, you know, and I also want to drive around and, and show my credibility and my credentials. So it's, uh, it was really cool. I did not, I, I knew that those existed, but I didn't know where to get them. And a huge shout out to Brian Fullerton, Fullerton Unfiltered, Brian's Lawn Maintenance, Launchpreneur Academy. Um, he recommended UZ Marketing. And I had never been to UZ Marketing, but I checked it out. And I checked out everything they had to offer. And they had these see-through vinyl stickers. And it's like, that's where they are. And they were pretty cheap. They're like 35 bucks. And honestly, they showed up really quick from the time that I ordered them. And so I'm also ordering, I think I ordered around around 2,000 door hangers. And so we are going to grow our business exponentially uh, just by doing door hangers this year. We're going to see how that works as far as a, a modality of marketing. Because before this, I never really advertised all that much. We mainly did yard signs. And I'm still going to do yard signs. But the thing about marketing is that you should have it be trackable. So every person that calls into my company, when we talk, I always say, how did you hear about us? And if they say a yard sign, I'll say, oh, did you see one of our large yard signs or one of our small yard signs? Oh, no, they said it was a large one. And then if you want to change even more detail in the font, you know, change up the font colors. Like, oh, what color was it? Do you remember? Because that's how you can track to see what's working, what's what's grabbing people's attentions out there. And eventually you will find like the mastery of your marketing. And so I ordered a couple of different door hangers to do a split test. Um, one of them has an instant quote on the back. So when we walk up to the house, we're going to analyze the landscaping and the trees. We're going to see if we spot any poison ivy and we're going to provide them an instant quote. And it also has a 10% off coupon. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the split test with that one is I have one that just has the ISA member in the top right corner. And then I have one that has the ISA membership and then also the Better Business Bureau accreditation membership thing. And so just those two, we'll see which one has more of an ROI. Just that simple change. If you had to, if I had to guess, I would say the one with the ISA and the BBB is going to have a better ROI because people will see that and there's more trust immediately. But we'll see, right? It'll be really interesting to report back to you guys the numbers. And so I'm going to be recording that data in our CRM and Jobber. And again, it's, it's pretty much, it's super simple. You just tag people, right? So when they call in, you create a client, you say, okay, and how did you hear about us? And they tell you, and you create a tag, and then you keep that tag, right? So you basically have multiple, we have multiple door hangers. So we're going to have, you know, two door hangers with BBB or without BBB. And that will tell me which one has a better ROI just on door hangers. And now I know, okay, this version's working. How can we use this version and enhance it and make it better and try and get an even more ROI? And you're talking about the slightest of things like the picture, the font, the colors, tiny little things add up over time. And it's amazing what can cause a difference in one, two, 3% ROI. You know, that's, and that equates to a lot. 
when you're talking about you know one percent ROI on a uh, thousand, that's ten, right? But if you can get that up to three percent, now you're at thirty. You just acquired thirty clients by passing out a thousand flyers. And if each one of those clients has a an average ticket of five hundred to a thousand dollars, well, that's an additional twenty to thirty thousand dollars from two thousand door or I'm sorry, a thousand door hangers and just your guys' times to go out there and, and pass them out. So realistically you made thirty grand off of roughly call it five hundred, even call it a thousand. So you, you spent a thousand dollars through labor and materials, and it generated thirty grand. That, my friends, is an ATM machine that I will feed all day long. I don't know about you, but if I can put in a dollar and 30 spit out back at me, I'm going to sit there and do that all day long, right? It just makes sense. And so that's like the depth of large companies. You know, going back to my my friend Steve, he was telling me, because we were talking about little signs that I put out. I put here in Michigan, and I think most states, you have to put out a pesticide warning sign if you've performed a pesticide application on a property. And I always put these small little signs that just say ditch the itch. They have our logo and our phone number. And he says that he sees those everywhere, which is awesome, right? But even more so, he told me that what he did is he made signs specifically for the services that were performed at that property. So if they were doing deer repellent or tree and shrub fertilization, he would just put out a sign that says tree and shrub fertilization and then the phone number. And people would call. And that was a way for him to track and market in those neighborhoods a little bit more dense based on what he was doing. Because it's pretty likely that if he's doing one of these services at one of the properties, well, the neighbors probably want it too. Right? That's the goal. So we're going to go all in into advertising fertilization. And we're going to see how that goes. Um, I'm hoping to generate an additional you know, twenty dollars to $50,000 just doing fertilizations. And with that, we're actually going to market in a much denser area closer to our office. And the goal with that is just to reduce the drive time and start getting a closer demographic to us so we can make more profit and have less drive time, right? It just makes sense. You know, with the Poison Ivy service, I don't really know where people are calling from and we do travel quite a bit, but we also make it worth it to travel quite a bit. And the people that are willing to pay, we're willing to take care of, right? But that's, that's been what's going on. So I got a thousand door hangers coming. I also made some like little postcard flyers things. I'm going to hand out, you know, in various locations or I might put those indoors and see if people call. I don't, I don't know. I'll see what I use them for, but it should be exciting. You know, this, uh, we're, we're ramping up. Things are happening. And then I'm also still actively building out our courses in the, uh, Poison Ivy Academy. So we're going to have some homeowner courses that are going to start soon. Um, By the end of June, those will be completed. So if you're a homeowner out there and you want to learn how to uh, maintain or take care of your poison ivy without paying, you know, a professional, I am going to create these courses just for you. And then if you are a landscape or lawn care professional and you want to learn how to perform poison ivy remediation services, well, we have courses for that too. And I call it the crash course because... There's a lot of things that I say in that course that you have to go do on your own. Like, I don't know where you're located, right? You could be located in in the southern states or further west in the Midwest or up in New York. We might have different plants that we're dealing with. 
And so you have to study and know your plant identification for your area. So that's one of the things that I tell you, go study your plant identification, go study your landscape plants. How do you do that? Right? We explain that. We explain what chemicals to use and why. Why do we use the chemicals we use? You know, but we, we tell you where to market, where to sell it. I'm trying to give you like the keys to the kingdom to take care of your family in a different way because it's a very niche, unique service that will get your name out there very quickly just for that. And we have two options for that course. One is like an all-in. I think it's $597 and you have lifetime access to the course. The other one is a pay-by-month. You pay $47 up front and then you pay $57 a month after that. And you have to pay that as long as you want the course. So it comes out to being a little bit more. I want to say it's just shy of $100 more a year. But again, that's the difference, right? If you want the access to the information and you don't have $597 up front, well, that's a better alternative, right? And then if you if you are all in and you do want to offer those services, you know, $597, that's our average going rate for one job. You'll get that back in one job that you do. So I, I think I priced it accordingly. You know, if you guys are out there, you're interested, maybe you want to know more, message me on Instagram. You can find me at Ditch the Itch, MI on Instagram. Um, that's pretty much where I spend a lot of my time on social media. But yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited for the homeowner one because I've never had an offer that I could sell to homeowners that thought that we were too expensive. And it's it'll be interesting to have that as an offer and say, hey, look, you know, I understand that we are expensive. If you want to do it yourself, we have an option for you, right? I've created this. There's hours of information in this to help you learn how to do this. And we'll see how that does, right? We'll see what the return is. We'll see, you know, if how many calls are too expensive for us or how many people do view us as being too expensive and how many of those people will actually buy this course. So it's it's exciting, man. I'm excited for the future and what what that holds. But I'm really excited to see how the tree and shrub stuff does this year. Um, You know, like I said, being a certified arborist, when you make recommendations, that's got a little bit more clout than if you're just, you know, Joe is mowing. Because that credential says that you know what you're talking about. And you also have to sign a a code of ethics with the ISA. So it's, it's, uh, it should make things easier, I think. Same thing with tree injections. When I was selling tree injections, you know, last two years, it was a lot easier to sell them, you know, when people knew that I knew what I was talking about, but I still didn't have a credential. So the people that did want me to, to do them, you know, they took me at face value of my knowledge and they said, no, this guy knows what he's talking about. And I, I even had a client that he had some arborists. I don't know if they were certified or not, but they said they were arborists, um, come to his property and tell him about his trees and the disease. And they started to treat them and the timing of when they started to treat them was incorrect. And I told him that I said, no, that they, they kind of took you for a ride. And I'm just being honest with you. You know, this should be done at this time. And here's why. And he respected that. And he said, okay, yeah, you, you, you've broken my beliefs of what they said and you've instilled your beliefs in me. And I get that. And so he wanted me to come out and take care of his trees. And I actually, I need to call him and see if he wants us to do it again this year. I'm pretty sure he will. So it's exciting. Life is going on. Um, I got some things going on this week for sure. I've got a, 
a couple appointments for inspections, one of which is with Washtenaw County down towards Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti area. They have a house that they're helping the homeowner fix up. And I don't think the contractors want to touch it because it's covered in poison ivy. This stuff's growing like up underneath the house, uh, uh, not underneath the house, underneath the siding of the house, all the way up into the gutters. I mean, it's going to be a project. And I'm excited to to talk with them, see what the scope of work is, what's acceptable, what is not. Um, it's the first job that I'm going to have to call DTE on and have them drop a service line so we can work safely because it's right. The poison ivy, of course, is growing right next to the connection to the house. So that'll be interesting and new for me, but you know, it is what it is. I know my, my competitors, they don't know this stuff. They haven't been trained for this stuff. And how I know that is because I used to work for them and I was never trained for this stuff when I was there. So it's the advantage, I suppose. And yeah, it should be, it should be a good week. I think I'm also going to be seeing my friend, Daniel Mirabal. Uh, he's got a project down at Somerset mall and it should be fun where he's taking care of some ash trees. They got a lot of work to do, which I don't know how they do it, man. They, they, they're rocking it in Chicago. They're in like Ohio. They go up to the Northern States. They go to Michigan. I don't know how they do it, but that's what they're doing. So Anywho, I think that's going to wrap up this podcast. Just a, a quick one, right? It's really hard to, to talk with yourself out loud and not have a guest. And so I'm working on getting some guests. Uh, there's quite a few people who are super educated in the plant healthcare world that I want to get on this. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And I'll start uploading those and maybe those will be a little bit longer and we'll have some better fireside chats for you guys to listen to. But I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're having a good week. Spring rush is upon us. And take care. And God bless. And I'll see you on the next one.